Welcome back to a shot of whiskey podcast. I am Jordan Taylor, still rocking with my guy, the one and only, the original stretch for Cusco John Lure, brought to you by a new amendment. And we are now available on all social media platforms at Beyond the Big Ten. Also subscribe to be to at Beyond Big Ten on YouTube as well. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts for enjoyment. Johnny, what's good? Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa and happy Hanukkah to you. Uh, how was your how was your holidays, man? I like how inclusive you were there. That's that's good. Wide uh, wide demographic. Uh, it was great. My New Year's was great. Christmas was great. Great to be with family. Uh, I spoke to you briefly on New Year's Eve, FaceTime, and it looked like you were enjoying your New Year's Eve. And that's, I'll just leave it at that. But by, by New Year's yeah. Eve was was bracking, as you know, it all is 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 going to be decent, man. This like, man had a cowboy hat on, like nah, he was Pharrell, <laughs> or I don't know. Were you trying to fit in with me down in Nashville now, or what? What was that? Hey, one thing one thing about me, you know, Wisconsin. That's I love Wisconsin. I love the Badgers. But the one thing is, y'all style wise, y'all was holding me back for all. Them years, man. It can't. None of y'all dress for real. <laughs> Although I will say, post college, your suit game got a little crazy. But I guess that that was probably the money, though. That was that's not. Sometimes it's not. It's what's in you, not what's on you. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, I'm still trying to teach. Some yeah, no, that, but, you get a, you get enough of your teammates making fun of your swag uh, from wearing, <laughs> you know, Eddie Bauer Wisconsin gear, and then you got to you got to up your game a little bit. That, that's a fact. When you when you but still you get a little more cultured, travel the world like we have now. Yeah, when you still wearing the the Wisconsin zip up your rookie year, that it's like, all right, yeah, we gotta we gotta switch it up a little bit, man. But New Year's was great, man. Christmas was great. Uh, got to spend my Christmas in London. It was pretty good. New Year's was New Year's Day was a little rough, as the Vikings might be the worst twelve team, twelve win team in NFL history. They got smacked by the Packers, as all Wisconsin fans I'm sure were rejoicing as their one game out of the playoffs. That was that was tough, but. You know, you live it. You win some, you lose some, man. But, but, but listen, man, let's jump into it. Wisconsin was in action uh, over the holidays. So we're going to jump into our X's and O's segment. We met up with Western Michigan and also Lehigh. The Grambling game got canceled. One thing that's been crazy to me is it seems like there's been a lot of cancellations. It's a side note, kind of random. It seems like there's been a lot of cancellations amongst the college and high school level. Does that does it seem that way to you, or is that just me? More so than in the past, yeah. I mean, I guess when you have a blizzard and a polar vortex come through <laughs> that messes up everybody's travel, that you're going to have some games canceled. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's that's valid. But I feel like we had blizzards in the past and games did not get canceled so easily. You remember? That? Yeah, I get. We're, we're just getting softer, at, you know. We're just getting softer. Yeah, there. you preaching. You preach it to the choir, baby. You preach it to the choir, man. But listen, Wisconsin did win both of those games over the break. Two impressive wins. One was uh, the Lehigh game was pretty uh, handled well, or uh, a handled victory, or uh, uh, a massive victory, I should say, for lack of a better word. Western Michigan, a little bit of a struggle, ugly game. But uh, give me two things. You know how we do it. We're going to start off with the negative, go to the positive. So give me two things you didn't like, and then we'll get to two things that you liked about about the uh, Lehigh and Western, more so the Western Michigan game. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously the, the Western Michigan game, you would like to see a little wider margin. Um, but I think that's more a testament to, I mean, you know how it is, right? In, in Christmas break, 
the the call center gets a little dead the energy's down so you play an inferior opponent that's a mid-major or, or whoever inferior on paper and uh you can come out uh, a little flat lacking in energy um, i thought we came out to an okay start we just didn't sustain it and, and that was a game that i felt like we should have should have won by a, a little bit more than than the margin Yep. Yep. Definitely. You know, we talked a little bit about those uh, those holiday games and what's going on with uh, as far as finals go. And people want to be at home with their families for the holiday. It's tough for an 18 to 22 year old kid. However, um, there were a lot of there were a lot of uh, bright spots from those games. Um, you know, like you said, I, I didn't really like the 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 sloppiness of the Western Michigan game. Um, I didn't really like the pace slowed down significantly. I mean, it, it's not like we play at a rapid pace anyway, but I thought the pace really slowed down, especially especially in December. We got to the latter part of December, um, which I don't think is a good sign. I think that's going to be troublesome from an offensive standpoint uh, in the Big Ten. And then not. I get, agree. Yeah, I agree. we want to see that. We want to see that uptick in, in pace because that's going to help everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Get get guys into shots. Get guys rhythm. We've talked to that. We've talked about that at length, especially for guys like Chucky and and Connor as well. I think Connor does a good job. Season uh, does a good job at kind of creating his own pace or playing uh, playing in his own rhythm and at his own pace, especially for a freshman. But guys like Chucky and Max Klesmit, um, specifically Stephen Crowell, even um, I think that's going to be important to kind of keep a keep a pace uh, a relatively high pace just to keep guys in rhythm and getting good shots. Also, the defensive rebounding still seems to be an issue um, as far as it goes. You give up seven seven offensive rebounds to, or I'm sorry, nine nine offensive rebounds to 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 Western Michigan, a four and nine team with not obviously not a bigger team. So I think that's a little bit troublesome as well. Um, so kind of kind of some. I do. I think that can be chalked. That can be chalked up to, to you know, like I said, Christmas break game. Lack of focus, not as intense as the environment as you're used to playing in, and and you just you know you don't focus on blocking out, and that can come back to to bite you. But uh, I, I don't look at that as a as a trend going forward. I think that's that's more of a one off. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I hope so. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But if that is the case, we can move to the things that we do like because there were a lot of bright spots. Our guy. Steven Crowell broke out finally, had 25 Big points. Steve. Big Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, or that was your nickname, huh? Big Steve, the nickname that nobody wanted. Big Steve <laughs> busted out at 25 points. Assist numbers went down, but, you know, I think we're cool with that from the seven-footer, uh, kind of an off night with the assist. Um, eight, 25 points, eight rebounds, three of five from three, nine of 13 from the field overall. Um, I think that's a really promising sign going into Big Ten play, um, as well as also I, I appreciated that the you know despite the sloppiness of the game they they were they were able to lock in and win both of those games, find a way to win, and you know somewhat convincingly for both games. But I think moving in back into Big Ten play, how important do you think it's going to be to have Stephen Crow have a game like that? And I know it's just Western Michigan, and a lot of people will look at it like it's not a real it's not a formidable opponent. But how how good is that or how great is that for his confidence to be able to have a game like that going into Big Ten play? Oh, it's huge. And, you know, I've been super bullish on him even before the season started. Um, and I've been waiting for him to have a breakout performance like this. So to see that career night, um, you know, I, w- I was happy to see that. Because like you said, it's just going to build his confidence more and more. And he's got that ability. He's got that ability to be – 
you know, even more efficient and better at scoring than we've seen so far. He's done such a good job facilitating. Uh, but to see him have a night like that, I think it's going to boost his confidence a lot. Um, I think one thing to pay attention to moving forward into the Big Ten season, right, is, is Big Steve likes the left shoulder, right hook. You know, if he can get to that, it, it's a bucket and it's money. And, you know, Western Michigan was allowing him to get to that time and time again. And as you move into Big Ten play and league play, the scouting's better, right? You know, you remember how it was. You know every tendency of every player that you're going against. Um, so I think people are going to sit on that left shoulder. And, and I think the next evolution in his game is getting something over the right shoulder, right? Whether it's a, a spin turnaround or a left-hand hook. Um, once he gets that, then, uh, you know, you're going to see the, the sky's the limit for him. And we had when when Coach Ryan was there, we had a series of five post moves. I forgot what was the drop step. The mo, what was the drop step? The Moses. It was uh, Moses, Mikhail, Bernie, and Sigma. And Sigma, we're missing one. Moses was the drop step. Bernie was the what was the shoulder shake turnaround? That was kind of your. Shoulder that was kind of yours. Um, Mikhail was the up and under, and Sigma was the face up. But we're, I'm missing one. There was five, right? Was there maybe the jump? I thought there was, was four. I could have swore there was five. We got, I thought there was four. I'll, I'll, let's call let's call Bo Ryan. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. We, got, we, got to, <laughs> we have to send Bo a text, get him on, or get him on air to clarify for us. But either way, no, you're 100 percent right. right. So I, to 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 your point, I think adding in kind of just that simple, just a simple drop step, just to kind of keep people honest, um, is going to mm-hmm. be huge for his game and for his evolution. Um, but also just for for the for the team offensively, you know, to have him going the way Connor's been going, Chucky has had games and and mostly has been solid all year, and then Tyler obviously has been a stud all year long. So to add in him as that fourth scorer, and then Max Klesmit, who is you know that uh, to I don't want to make this I don't want to belittle this or make this set, but that typical Wisconsin guy who's just going to give you consistency all the time every night, whether it's scoring, defense, defense or whatever. Um, so to have him going will be huge. I also say that the confidence that you get from those games. I remember my my junior year, you know, just being kind of after Trey, after Pop, Trayvon, and uh, J-Bo had left trying to step up and be kind of that second scoring option to be able to play those games early, even against teams like Mankato and see the ball go through the hoop early is is huge going into the Big Ten. And, you know, it's just even like I said, even though it might not be the best opponents to have the ball go in and just know that you can give that. Because um, you know the game is—I mean, it's a mental game, man. It's—it's a—it's a largely mental game, so it's, it's going to be huge. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like you believe that you're that good, but until you actually do it, then it affirms you—you can have nights like that, right? I, you know, I, I remember when you went off against Penn State as a sophomore um, when I was when I was hurt with a broken wrist, and you dropped like 25 in the second half. And that was like, that was your moment, right? Where it was like, okay, now that's springboard you to say, have belief to say, I can do this and I can score at an elite level. And I think we might look back on this game with Stephen Crowell and say, that was the one that really springboarded him into another level of offensive uh, efficiency and scoring. No, no question. And I think it, it is little things. Like I remember I was 0 for 14 
in two games, Michigan and that Penn State game before that happened. And I remember we were down eight and I caught a three. There was like a minute left. And I just said, I kind of just said, F it, I'm going to shoot it just because I thought the game was over low key. And it went in and then the ball just started going in. So, yeah, so, so, to, so yeah, to the, you brought us all the way back for a win. To, to, to that point, I think it, it is, it's cool to see, uh, it's cool to see, you know, Steven kind of get going, big Steve kind of get going. And I think uh, now it's that he knows he can do it. It's uh, kind of just finding that consistency and making sure you, you, you continue to put the work in. And uh, and and continue to move in that direction. Um, so yeah, yeah, so that I'll say this too. I was going to say this too. The other thing I like, not just about, uh, so we can give somebody else a little credit, is, is the way Chucky is shooting the ball. Remember yeah. at the beginning of the year, we were sitting here saying, "Man, this is you know he was struggling,", struggling. Yeah. and and he's just kind of you know he had some big games, and then he's just kind of now just consistently kept making threes. He's shooting forty nine percent from three on the year and I mean if he can keep that pace up that that's elite and it opens up the floor so much for everybody uh we're shooting 38 percent as a team now from three which is almost top 30 in the country um again if we're making threes now Steve can operate down low Chucky can get drive gaps um you know our three-point shooting is going to be a big determining factor on the type of season that we have. 100%. Here in Big 10. 100%. Chucky as well. Chucky's one of those guys where that, you know, I'd say similar to most, a lot of us Wisconsin guards where, you know, when that three ball is going, it's kind of that Steph Curry effect. You know, now you're you're much more dynamic off the bounce getting in the paint when you're making shots. Obviously, guys got to honor that shot. It's easier to get places uh, off the dribble. So, yeah, you're you're 100% right. And uh, that, that's definitely a good sign as we move back into the Big 10 uh, which brings us to our, our next segment, which is the scouting report. Moving back into it, we got longtime rival, man. You know, you know how big this rivalry is to us. And I think uh, uh-huh. I think when it comes to, you know, I was talking to Sam Decker. Now, obviously, I play in London now uh, alongside Sam, which has been fun. And I was talking to Sam and, he, you know, he made a comment. He was like, I think Minnesota fans hate Wisconsin more than Wisconsin hates Minnesota. And he was re- referencing the Packers and the Vikings, but I think that also holds true for the Gophers and the Badgers as well. Um, but for us for being, sure. for us being Minnesota guys, um, what is, what does the border battle mean to you first and foremost? Uh, I mean, I think it was for us, Minnesota guys, I think it was as big as the Marquette rivalry when we go back to, to them and, and play, because we knew, you know, if we lost that one, every time we go home in the summer, our family members, our friends, people are going to be jabbing us, you know, oh, the Gophers beat you, blah, blah, blah. Um, and when we go into that arena, we are public enemy number one, right? Like we get the traitor chance. Um, so, so you know, it was it was always, you know, one that I marked every year. And, and obviously, you know, Wisconsin still has a number of Minnesota guys uh guys from minnesota that are that are playing there so you know i I, the one thing i always if i could go back and and have a better awareness of i think i would get too revved up for that game and a little jittery and nervous sometimes just because i wanted to win so bad yeah um so if there's anything i could give piece of advice to our current minnesota guys it's just you know it's a big game but just treat it like like any other night and just go Yep, yep, 100%. That is tonight. Obviously, this episode will air after that game has happened. But 
Um, still exciting nonetheless for me. I, I can't, uh, I, I agree with you hundred percent. You know, I think there's, there's very few moments I think in my basketball life, even though, you know, Minnesota obviously isn't, we can't call them a powerhouse in basketball, but going back to the barn is definitely a special moment for all, for all the Minnesota guys. So for Steven Tyler, his senior year, um, it, it's going to be a great experience for them. I know they're going to want to win really bad. Um, obviously it's at Wisconsin tonight, but, uh, Minnesota is struggling. So covering them there, uh, I got I got to give a shout out to to my young guys over there too. They are led in scoring by Dawson Garcia, is a Minnesota guy, Burnsville kid, uh, seventeen points per game, and then Jamison Battle as well, who's a former Benilde St. Margaret's guy. Actually, grew up watching that, which is my high school. I grew up watching Jamison, uh, trying to coach him a little bit uh, when I got the chance. Obviously. Had nothing to do with his development, development, although which has been great. He's made great strides as a player from the time he was, you know, 15, 16. I'm very proud of him over there. Um, but as far, you know, defensively, they they show they do show aggressiveness from bigs at times. So that's why we brought up Stephen Crowell a little bit, because it'll be a great chance for Stephen Crowell to kind of continue his his scoring uh streak as, you know, Dawson Garcia and and Trayton Tompkins, they like to show out on the screens a little bit. So it should th- that throwback action that we like to run at the top of the key with with Chucky and Steven should be wide open. He'll get plenty of opportunities to knock down shots. Um, the, the other thing that they do that Minnesota does well is they rebound the basketball well. And that's what we just talked about. We have to be able to defensive rebound, keep them to one shot and keep guys in front of us and kind of make them shoot over the top. And I kind of see this as a game that we should be able to run away with um, as they, they're giving up set 80, 89 points a game as well uh, defensively. So it, I think it's a game that in the Big Ten, and I, I think it's a game that we should be able to handle easily. I do too, especially when you look at Minnesota's schedule and they're 6-6, six and six, right? And – They've played six high major teams and lost every one against a high major. They have not beat a high major team. Yeah. Um, they have eked out some one point wins against a couple mid major teams. Um, so if you're just, you know, kind of objectively looking at their schedule, uh, you know, this should be a 15, 20 point win. But because it is the border battle, as we know, you know, anything can happen. And you, like you said, you got two really talented guys over there in Jamison Battle and Dawson Garcia. And uh, if they get going, now you got to deal with them. So it's it's going to be for Coach Guard and the coaching staff. How do we game plan to take those two out of their rhythm? Because if you shut those two down, they're not going to be able to score enough to keep up with you. And uh, I think one one thing in game I'm going to be looking for is the Stephen Crowell Dawson Garcia matchup. How does Steve uh, close out to him? and keep him from going off a dribble. Because I've, I've watched Dawson play for a long time, uh, coached him at the at the top 100 camp um, when I did that with the Player Association. And he's really good putting the ball on the floor for a yeah. 6'10", 6'11 guy. He's yeah. got a quick step. Um, but the good thing is we've seen with Steve all year is he can move his feet against guards. Yeah. Uh, I want to see how he does moving his feet against a really good center that can put the ball on the floor. Yeah, yep, that was that was literally on the tip of my tongue. I was think, thinking the exact same thing. It'll be an exciting matchup. But also, I want to see how if he's able to kind of to your point again. We like Stephen likes to go over his left shoulder. Can he not only just settle for jumpers, but how can he wear him down on the on the offensive end? Because I think that's important to kind of put pressure on. Mm-hmm. As you know, when you have a good score, it's just as important to attack them on the defensive end, kind of wear them down wear their legs down uh, so that it's not as easy for them to get going uh, offensively. And Dawson does like to settle for jumpers at times, I think probably a little bit more than he should. Um, so, you know, that's – and, again, 
when you do that, when you wear them down, your legs are tired, the ball is not going through the hoop. It just makes your job that much easier. And, you know, I think our front court is much more, is much uh, more talent. I don't want to say talented, but just much more uh, savvy than theirs at this point in time. When you know, obviously Tyler is going to get some looks at Dawson as well. Um, so I think, I think that's a matchup that favors Wisconsin. Um, also, I think the one, one of the areas of weakness for us all year has been kind of slowing guards down, especially athletic guards, guards that can get in the paint, get in that mid range and, and make, make plays as we saw with guards like, uh, the Marquette game, the Wake Forest game. Um, and Talon Cooper is a solid player. He's averaging about nine points a game, but I just don't think that he is, um, as dynamic as some of the other guards, um, that we've seen. I think Chucky, I think we win that matchup as well. I think Chucky, Connor, Max, I think they kind of make his his light, his his night or his life a little bit miserable or a little bit tough. Um so I, I think it's really it's a tough matchup for for Minnesota tonight. That being said, like <laughs> it is a Big Ten game. It is the border battle, like you said. So we'll we'll kind of see what happens. But my prediction that one, I like I like the Badgers by by about 10 to 13. Um, just like you said. Um Later in the week, we have a big matchup with Illinois at Illinois, who, to my surprise, has been struggling. I watched them a lot in the preseason, um, and I actually think it's the complete opposite story as far as front court goes. You know, you got Dane Danger, another Minnesota guy, um, Park Center kid, who's averaging 10 points a game, Baylor transfer. Um, and then you have uh, Coleman Hawkins, who's averaging nine points a game, but he's he's Similar to Dawson Garcia in the sense that he handles the ball, but he's a little more jump shot oriented and he's only shooting about 28% from three. I'm very interested to see that matchup with our front court at that game is at in Champaign. That'll be a tough game. They, they lost both their big 10 games. They're 0 two in the big 10. They've only been averaging 62 points a game in the big 10, which I think is uncharacteristic. And they, they're a team that they, they bring the intensity defensively. But it seems that when their offense kind of dries up, that intensity on defense kind of goes down. And then you have Terrence Shannon as well, who's averaging 17 points per game, who does offer that guard versatility that the Badgers have struggled with. So I think that is going to be the toughest Big Ten challenge that we face despite their struggle so far. And I think uh, Matthew Mayer, the transfer from Baylor, I think they were expecting maybe a little bit more out of him this year. Yeah. but as Wisconsin fans know from our game against them in the NCAA tournament, when he, he cooked us, um, he might, his eyes might light up seeing our, our red jerseys again. So yeah. uh, I know he's going to be all over our radar, even though maybe he's not putting up the numbers that Illinois thought he would. He's a very uh, capable player of getting hot and, and, and shooting from three and just making plays. So uh, we have to contain the mullet that game. <laughs> Yo, bless you. <laughs> I like the different hats you're wearing today. You you're bullish on stuff. You got all these nicknames. You going from financial analyst or financial analyst to uh, to I don't even know what else, man. But the creativity's on ten today, man. I can appreciate that. <laughs> I know you. I know you had something to say about my hairline before the show too. So if you want to get that out, go ahead. Now's the time. You got something to say? It's looking awfully shiny, man. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know if there's some artificial stuff going on here, but hey, I know we're over thirty now. 
And uh, it's not like it was back when we were at Wisconsin. It's moving back a little bit. But how is it all of a sudden kind of moving forward? A little? My my barber out here, I did not come up on any type of LeBron James type money. I promise you that. But my barber does have me out here like it's 2005. And don't be mad because I'm still beautiful. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> Jealousy is an ugly emotion, John. That is an ugly emotion, man. But don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? I got I got my techniques. We looking wavy over here. Don't even trip. <laughs> don't hey, even just, trip. Just don't, just don't, Carlos Boozer it where it's dripping down your face in the middle of a game in London because that 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 would go viral and then this podcast might be shut down. <laughs> that just means the podcast go go up. That's exactly what we need. We need some virality. I don't even. I don't think that's a word. But yeah, <laughs> that's, there you go. That's exactly what we need, man. But yeah, I think I think that uh, got a little off topic, but I think that Illinois game is one of those games as well where it's like. If they're, you know, let's say they win, they're one and two or zero oh and three, whatever it is, and we're three and zero oh going into Champaign. That's one of those games that they're going to look to to kind of get on track. Um, you know, beating Wisconsin at home would be a big win for them, regardless. And it's one of those games where we can really, I think, kind of set ourselves apart uh, from the Big Ten, even if it's not record wise. I think that's just a statement game for Wisconsin at this point in the season. If you can get off to a four and zero oh start in the Big Ten. Um, you know what that means. I mean, you got a 20 games, a 20 game slate. And if you beat Illinois, that's going to be a tough place to play regardless. At some point in the season, that's going to be a tough place to play. You know, Michigan State, Ohio State. It always is. It always is. is. Purdue's going to go there. You know, it's, it's going to be, that's a, that's a coveted win. So I, you know, I'm circling that game. I'm excited about it. I'm excited for the opportunity. Um, and you know, I, Obviously, like we said, if we can kind of slow down what it looks like Terrence Shannon right now and keep Coleman Hawkins struggling, we should be in a great place to win that game, man. So that and that, to piggyback off what you were saying, I mean, when you get off to when you get off to a hot start like that, four and 5 and zero in the Big Ten, it does so much for your confidence. When you get off to a two and two or two and three, whatever, now you feel like you're trying to fight back and climb the whole time to just get back into the fight for a Big Ten championship. But if you can get out to a hot start, uh, man, it's huge. And you see, I mean, Purdue loss, right, to Rutgers. Uh, there's going to be a lot of losses out there. So if you can actually have some margin for error, uh, you know, coming down the stretch when you get off to a hot start, that's going to be huge. 100%. 100%. Um, let's move into the word on campus, man. It's our last segment of the day. And we're just going to kind of continue to talk about what we were just talking about, which is uh, one, the Big Ten standings. Um, are there any are there any surprises for you? You mentioned Purdue losing to Rutgers. Uh, Wisconsin's at two and zero. Ohio State's at two and zero. Are there any surprises for you? Uh, two games in, I guess, still really early, but um, what 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 else? Yeah. I don't. I don't look too much at the standings uh, right now on who's two and zero, who's one one, because that you know it's just too early. But yeah, the game we just talked about. I mean, for Purdue, undefeated number one team in the country to lose to Rutgers, uh, I think that turned a lot of heads, and it just speaks to the depth of the league every year, right? I feel like we say the same thing every year. It's uh, you know anybody can win on any given night. There aren't any gimmies anymore. Uh, you know, I think when we were playing, I'm not going to name names, but there were a couple teams where we, we knew we were going to come out with a win uh, before the ball was tipped. And it's not like that anymore. And you better, you know, lace them up and, and be ready to go when that ball's tipped because anybody can knock you off. 100 percent. That's two years in a row that Rutgers has knocked off Purdue. Um, 
two years in a row, the Rutgers has knocked off Purdue, and uh, which is which is crazy. And honestly, shout out shout out to Rutgers as a program, man, because they're they're making great strides over there, um, which is great. It's great for the Big Ten, man. You you need excitement like that in college basketball. I think especially with the state of college basketball right now, you need exciting storylines like that. Um, so it, it's great. It's great for the Big Ten. It's great for college basketball. As far as you said, you don't look too much into the standings. One of the things I did want to talk about was the importance of ranking. So Wisconsin is ranked 14th right now. I actually, you know, from an outside pers- obviously when you're a player, you got all the cliches like, you know, don't don't over don't look too much in the rankings, just the ranking. But again, I would say the ranking in a way is almost like a, a vote of confidence for the team. Um, when you look at it, like we're 14th, I mean, obviously it can go the other way and you might overrate yourself or whatever, look past opponents. But I think just seeing little things like that does so much for 18 to 22 year olds, because honestly you shouldn't put stock in it, but let's be real. They are, we all do. We all do. So um, then being for ra- sure. Yeah. So just, just I, I guess my question would be, um, what exactly do rankings mean to it to a student athlete at the time? Yeah, I think I think they do. They impact you, like you said. Every coach tries to tell you not to pay any attention to it. But I think in Wisconsin's case this year, right, when you go from being unranked preseason to being picked, you know, ninth or tenth in the Big Ten, um, and, and you're unranked, and now you've just consistently climbed. It kind of it kind of affirms that that work that you're putting in as a team is paying off, yeah. right? It, it's just a, it's just a number on a, next to your name, but uh, as that number moves higher and higher, especially from where you started, it's just it's kind of a quantifiable way to measure uh, the progress that you've made from the beginning of the season. Yep, hundred percent. And also, I'll say from a, from a coach's standpoint, recruiting standpoint, it's big. You know, you get to, and then you see guys like for Wisconsin, you have guys like Connor a season who are getting national attention as a freshman. Obviously, obviously Johnny Davis last year, and every year when you're ranked in the top ten, I think I think it really does mean a lot, um, especially with this day and age with the with the way that recruiting is changing between transfer portal with the transfer portal NIL stuff like that. I think honestly, we have to start talking about what ranking means from uh, from a money standpoint not only for the yeah. but for for individual student athletes. So, you know, I think that um I think that the, I think there's big buzz. You kind of see the 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 Instagram page, the team Instagram page publicizes that. Uh you know, I know I talked to Sharif a little bit earlier today. He's excited to to play Minnesota. He's excited to go into Illinois. Um not necessarily he's not bragging about being 14, but you know, it just creates buzz around the program. It creates excitement. And I know all yeah. those guys are excited to have that. So, that is uh that that's that's a that's a big thing and you know like I said I'm ex- I'm excited moving forward man. Absolutely, absolutely. But Johnny, that is all we got for today. This is a shot of whiskey podcast. We are looking forward to you guys joining us again. We'll be available every week. You can catch us right here on a YouTube page at Beyond Big Ten. Also everywhere you get your podcast spotify or apple also check us out on twitter ig and tiktok at beyond the big 10 stick with us all year long as the badgers continue to climb these rankings and we look forward to see what we can do and and make a run again here throughout the season and into march see y'all next time i am jordan taylor that's john lure happy holidays happy new year and everybody enjoy we'll catch you next time beyond the big 10 is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things big 10 
We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.